What's up, everybody? Summer break is still here and life does not feel the same. I, th I love race week. I definitely love race week, but Formula One, as it continues to grow in popularity in the Western world, starts to follow some of the Western world's traditions like off-season drama and acquisitions and trades. So before we even get into all that, because I know we'll get into that, I want to shout out Morgan, member of our team. She is now, seems like she's got sucked into the F1 train through the evil drive to survive, the narrative drive to survive. And you know, like we give drive to survive a hard time, but ultimately it's serving its purpose as a tool to promote the sport. I'm not a casual, sir. I understand you're not a casual. Um, talking about not casuals, it is also great to continue to either see or bump into people that are now following the sport, i.e. when we went jet skiing the other day. Yeah, so we went- He was not a casual. No, he definitely wasn't. So when we went jet skiing, he is a Danny Ricardo fan, which is very sh shocking. Shout out to Danny Rick. We'll, we'll be talking about him on this podcast. But I was a Nico Rosberg fan. He was a Nico Rosberg fan as well, which, you no, know, that was a little questionable. He doesn't like Lewis and he's a Mercedes fan. Anyways, um, it is cool. I think it's great for the, the sport. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Like if you like F1 for its drama and entertainment, great. That's just not my lane, but it's, it's great to just see in general. Like I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad um, for the sport, but it's just not what I watch it for. Um, but we're going to have Morgan on this probably next week. So you guys can enjoy it from a fresh perspective. Just literally watching Drive to Survive. Little, literally, think of it as like the blue-eyed or green-eyed innocent child's look at life but for F1. So it'll be fun. It's funny because we already kind of tainted her because she came in. She's like, I, I like Max. And obviously everyone that listens to this podcast knows <laughs> how we feel about Max. This is an anti-Max podcast. But... Anybody that knows Morgan is she is very strong with her moral values in terms of human rights and all that stuff. And that's just not what Max flows with. But enough about Morgan and her thing with Drive Survive. We'll get into an episode with that. We did a short pod because we did a little mock-up, but let's get into it. I know we had a quick conversation. We couldn't really digress or bring points out, but I already said to you, Danny Ricardo's not a world championship level driver. You know that. We have dug through that so we're not really surprised or we don't look at his 15 million dollar price tag it's not something we expect from him anymore and my beef with everybody saying that he's not going to be an f1 or whatever it is and he may be he will be if he wants to see because people need to stop throwing danny ricardo in that that championship tier because he's not and i'm not saying you are because you've you've come to accept that but why are people so gung-ho on danny ricardo's salary which won't be his salary next year if he enters f1 again and that he's supposed to be this level driver. He's not. He is a good driver. He is not a great driver. He's not a championship level driver from what we've seen. So what are your thoughts on my kind of spiel on Danny Rick? I really believe that it's always, especially now, it's the salary. He is being paid as if he's a previous world championship driver. I'm glad you addressed that. That's just the reality of it. If you look at driver salaries historically, he is like the exception. And why is he the exception? Yeah, but... Does look at Alonzo's salary. But look at Kimmy's salary when he was here. Look at Lewis's Alonso, salary. Alonzo's making a fat paycheck too. He's won two championships. Yeah, okay, but here, let me I'm ask saying you saying if you look at people that have demanded a salary like Danny Rick, they typically were a, have had a world championship. So let me ask you this. Does Alonzo or Kimmy have the brand Danny Rick has? No, you I don't know, know because it could be 
I feel like Danny Rick has a big brand presence in the Western world. I think Danny Rick is a star in general. Whereas Alonzo has a global presence in I, China. In I, Spain. I, I wouldn't say Danny doesn't have a global Kimmy presence. Kimmy had a very Kimmy's you know, not, distinguished Kim- consumer fan. Like it was, you know, he was a Finland. Nobody liked Kimmy yeah. because Kimmy's just Kimmy, right? Like you're not going to love Kimmy. You're either going to love him Except for his home country. Yeah, all of Finland. But here's my point. How much money does Danny Rick bring to your team in terms of branding? We don't know that. No, in terms of like exposure. Can you put a pricing on that? Because of the whole Western world loves him. But I don't know if he does bring money. He does. Not money. Does he bring eyes to your team because he is the face of Drive to Survive? He's this rock star slash larger than life personality when it comes to F1. There's value yeah, on that. I mean, there's so a that, reason Drive to Survive makes him the main <laughs> Exactly. Because Danny Rick is marketable. So like, you know, throw esports on the side. There's... Esports team pick up big players just to bring attention to their team, right? So we have to like understand like he brings like paying him 15 million. How much is that worth? Because your team's getting extra eyes on you, right? Like those are things we have to look at purely what's not but for throw that out the window, right? This is only a 20 million banger. So just so you guys know. We're not talking about his salary this year. We're talking about next year. Yes, for so sure. Everybody's on this thing about Danny's work salary. It's like, that's not going to be a salary next year. And that's my beef is because at the end of the day, he is still a good driver. He's not a great driver. That's right. Like, and, and everybody acts like he's some washed up shrimp that can't How many drive. years was he at Red Bull? I want to say four from 2014 because to 2018. When you look at what he did at Red Bull and you look at what Veltri did at Mercedes, they're actually pretty on par. Well, they're not on par because he won seven races and not the best car. Nah. Yes. He wait, won wait, seven wait. races. Was he not part of Seb's championship teams? Nope. Seb's last one was in 2013. The car Mercedes dominated since 2014. When was Danny with Red Bull? He's 2014. Okay. Well, you know what? So, like, is it the same? No, because Danny won in the second best car. Valtteri has 10 wins and by far the most dominant car to ever touch Formula One in the modern era. Like the Mercedes was dominant and wasn't even close. Like, think about it. Like, did anybody actually think they had a legitimate chance of winning other than Ferrari maybe for one year? That's fair. Right? So That's like, fair. You can't it, compare yeah, the yeah. two. My comparison is wrong. For whatever reason, I thought Danny Rick was racing with Red Bull. He might have raced won. one year, but I'm 99% sure he did. Because he won seven races with Red Bull, right? Yeah. And, and they were he all, was with Red Bull. 2014 to 2018. Let's see here. Because Mark Webber was Sebastian's teammate for quite a while. Formula One, let's see. He made his move because he was initially with Alpha Tori, right? Or Toro uh, Rosso. Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah. He was a Red Bull driver, if I believe correctly. Actually, no, he could have been with a different team. Regardless of the fact, though, I'm. Red Bull 2014 to 2018. So Mercedes is dominant, period. So you can't yeah. compare the two, right? So that's fair. You got to look at it this way, right? If we're doing apples to apples, if George Russell won seven races in this car, would that not be impressive? Mm hmm. That's what Red Bull's car was. So like, we have to give him his flowers. He's definitely fast. Is he the same driver? Probably not. Maybe the car was tailored towards his style. But my whole point is, stop comparing him to a world championship driver and his salary because it's not next year what he's going to have. And on top of that, he's not a world championship level driver right now. So let's stop throwing him there. I have a very interesting curveball for you. Okay, throw it at me. This is... You know who I was on the phone with last night. Very interesting person as far as 
he looks and analyzes things differently than the average person. And that's what makes him great in what he does as a coach. But do you think performance enhancing drugs can make a difference in motorsport? Of course it can. He believes that Danny Rick used to be on performance enhancing drugs. And he says, if you look at him now, you can just looking at his body and Dan's experience from looking at and working with athletes for as long as he has, That's interesting says he take. has all of the signs of someone who is, was heavy on it and is now not on it. That's an interesting take, but I feel like- So reaction time. This is what he said to me. And I'm like, what? But doesn't performance enhancing drugs take away from some of that stuff? I don't know. I can't Depends on it. what it is. I mean, I don't know how prevalent performance uh, PEDs were back in Formula One, like how they tested for them. So that's a great theory. I mean, I, I don't hate that theory. And if that's true, then yeah, he's a cheater. But, you <laughs> know, such an it, it, is, it, it is a fucking theory throwing at the wall. He said, just go back and look at pictures of Danny Rick in Red Bull compared to now. It looks very different. I haven't done it yet, but. Also, too, he's also older. His body might not. He's like 32 now, right? Like he was 28 back then. He was 28 back then. It's crazy because he's actually so young. I mean, look at You got to think of this too, Ham. Pause. Let's pause back. What happens if Danny Rick just doesn't care anymore after he got his money? Like that's part of it. Plausible. It's plausible. He doesn't work out as hard. He makes sure he's in shape to drive F1, but he's not in the best shape of his life. Let's get into Oscar. So we've talked about Oscar a bunch of times. We have. You are constant on the fact that he's going to get a seat at McLaren because he is a reserve driver. I've been on the constant that he is not getting the seat because Alpine holds his rights. Where are you right now in terms of after like it's been a week? This is honestly just ridiculous because Alpine has still posted this picture. Are we going with Alpine or Alpine? Alpine, Alpine. You you got me saying Alpine. Now you're going to Alpine, sir. I don't know. I just changed (laughs) up how I feel. But it's there's this is ridiculous. Obviously. We don't understand the legal obligations. We don't. But the reality is, Oscar said he does not want to race for this team next year. Did he say that He's after? rooted to McLaren. Now, this is all rumors. Danny Rick posts a picture. McLaren reposted. F1 reposted. What the hell is going on? It's like a sandbox. But my thing is, okay, so we got a lot of breakdown, right? And this will be the last thing we break down before we get out of here, but... Did he say anything after his last tweet that he's not driving? He said nothing. So I don't know if that's a negotiation tactic. Who knows? Here's my beef with everything, right? McLaren has done nothing wrong, in my opinion. They named him the reserve driver, right? They've done everything right, in my opinion, from what we can see from the surface. And we talked about Alpine in general, like with, you know, how Alan Prost spoke about his exit. Do they still have the picture up? They do. What are we doing here? Why are we even talking about them? They still have the damn picture up. Maybe they know something we don't know. And the other thing is, Art Mar is out there that. talking about the fact that they would take Danny Rick back. So they still have the picture up. Art Mar is saying they would take Danny Rick back. What the hell is going on? Yeah. I don't know. And Otmar also said that, you know, like he's also now like, and he's right. They are better than Aston Martin. So he knows like he's throwing some, some shade at Fernando. I appreciate that. But well, he, this, just, he just left Aston Martin. Yeah, I know. So that's <laughs> why I get it. But this picture is still up. It's got 188,000 likes, close to 10,000 comments. It's more comments than probably like the, the average last 10 po- posts. The, la- the post before that had 300 comments yeah. and 39K So likes. what? It's probably like the last 20 comments combined. 20 posts combined. It's just wise. crazy. Parents, okay, let's, let, let's dive into that, right? 
I know we talked about it briefly, but uh, you know, I was on one, but like the reality of this, like Alonso is going backwards. He is. He's an idiot. I get it. He's you not want an idiot. to have a two-year contract, but you've made so much money. Is a second-year contract really going to change your life? No. Whoa, 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 you've wait. prioritized winning. You have to pause. That second year is not about winning. It's about driving. But At this stage of his Fernando career- If Fernando wanted to drive, he could drive for a lower team. Says who? You're telling me that Williams would not put him in a seat. Here's my thing. So think of this, right? You're right, but you have to look at situations. Those eight drivers are going to be locked up on the grid. They're going to probably sign multi-year deals this year. How many seats are going to be available next year? We don't know that yet. I mean, George Russell's seat's available. Lewis Hamilton's. He's not going to Mercedes, right? No, Red Bull's seat's not. not available. The Alpha Tori seat will be available. But like, how many seats will actually be available after 2023? And that's the thing you have to also pay attention to too. Fernando may know there may not be more, more seats available because Mick is probably going to lock in long term. Right? I think Mick's going to lock in a multi-year deal. Sure, but if you debunk this entire theory that he was all about the second-year contract, he was already on contract for next year. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. No, this was his last year. This was his last year for signing for Alpine. Alpine, it was rumored, like, reported oh, that they would sign for one, one year. year. But, so, but, but, but you also have to flip the switch, though, before I let you go. I don't, I don't think Alpine intended on bringing him back. That's the one thing that I think you're leaving out of it. Okay. From your theory. So- Let's say Alpine was going to bring him back on a one-year deal. You're in a, you're in a car that's more competitive than okay. the bottom. That's fair. The money's not going to change your life because nope. it's not life-changing money. But Aston Martin might pay him $15 million a year. And why not bet on yourself because you know you are better than so many of the drivers that you no, will get another no, seat. No, no. Okay. So now you're going to Aston where no. they are shit. No, but that, this is where your theory is debunked, right? So A... Aston Martin paid Seb 20 million USD to go there. They're probably paying Alonzo similar money. The same money. They just swapped out so, names. So, so let's also break down what you said quickly. And we don't have to get more into it. You said, what has Alonzo said before about Lewis's championships? He needs a competitive car, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He's not betting on himself. He's betting on the car, which he's going backwards. But I don't think he's not really going to win Alpine. Do you generally think he has a chance of winning Alpine? Fernando? Yes. No way. So then, well, who cares? Go, go. It depends. Like, you got to understand what he values. From my opinion, he values racing. He'd rather be racing into 2023 at the, at the end of 2024 than be on a more competitive team and have a chance to bring that team to competitive. Because at the end of the day, he could be out of a seat in 2024 and Aston Martin can be as good as Alpine, for all we know. Remember, Lawrence Stroll sells very magnificent dreams from what we heard. He says there'll be a world championship contender in five years. Well, we got two and a half years left, sir. Two and a half years left. All right? So, like, we don't know what the conversation is like, but I just hate the narrative that Alonzo's like, for why would he go back to Alpine? He's like, I, I understand where he's coming from because you got to think of an NBA player. If you're on your last legs, why not take as long as you can get? Yeah, I, I guess he is Vince Carter. You commended him for... Truly being a race driver, yeah, loving but, racing. Uh, it's still, it's still kind of weird. I mean, I, I don't think, unless Lawrence Stroll really just got him. Lawrence Stroll could have got him. I mean, Lawrence he, Stroll got Seb. He tricked the whole world that his name is Stroll. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I think that's, that's <laughs> random. That's random. But anyways, anyways, back to what we're saying though. I get where you're coming from, but you have to give, I have to give Alonzo the benefit of the doubt. And 
at the end of the day, we're we're looking on the outside. He knows more information about his contract negotiations and what teams are interested in him. So that's all I can only take it for that. He wanted a two-year deal. Maybe they're the only team that was willing to give him a two-year deal. Cause I like Haas wouldn't give him a two-year deal. There's no way. Neither would Williams. No, well, when you're Haas and you want every penny possible, you're gonna take for now. You're also not paying him fifteen million dollars a year. That's true. Right. So we got to look at all those things. No different than Danny. Like Danny has a choice to be on the grid next year, I would assume, but he doesn't mean he will be because he might say, well, I'm not paying driving for $3 million a year. Right. But regardless of that, anything we want to catch up, uh, you said you want to talk about Lewis and his motherland. Let's, let's talk, let's finish off with that. Yo, Lewis Hamilton made a trip to the continent of Africa. He was in Namibia. I mean, I just love just seeing Lewis reconnect with his roots, man. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really cool to see him in Nam- Namibia. I wonder if Lewis Hamilton is African or I mean, I guess everybody comes from Africa, they say, but like birthplace of humanity. But bro. is he like Caribbean, like closer to Caribbean than he is African? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. And the other thing is, at some point in time, we'll have to jump into his Vanity Fair interview. He talked about Abu Dhabi last year. Oh Jesus, he finally answered it. Yeah, he, and in his words, he really opened up for this one. Oh, did he open up for? Okay, I got to listen to that too. Um, any news in terms of drivers? I see Charles Leclerc doing a GQ, sh- GQ shoot. Listen, most of the guys are just enjoying. Um, the GQ shoot was terrible, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, yeah, anyways, we we have a different pr- yeah, opinion on that just because we're also closely tapped into some of the most stylish peeps. No, I just meant like they have them in some weird ass position with some black and blue leather. Like you got to understand, like it's just not like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I saw it. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. But. You know, it's, um, yeah, looking, I've just been kind of catching up on socials, who's doing what. Um, Lando's flying private. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's just, for the most part, everyone's kind of chilling. You know. Except for Fernando, who's go-karting. Because um, he's well, just no, addicted. Well, no, George's at boot camp. Well, yeah, I also see George posting pictures of him just chilling, so. Yeah, but he's at boot camp, though, they say. Um, so I will say this. I'll leave this with this. Well, every, our listeners with this. Although we've complained about it, we're really only about 18 days out. We're about two and a half weeks away from another race. So it's like we've we've got through a little bit of the tough part. So yeah. I'm excited. Also, where do we start off? Do you remember? What do you mean? Where are we starting off the year? Where, where are we restarting the break? Spa. Ooh, that's going to be good. Hopefully it's Hopefully, not raining. If it doesn't rain, it'll be great. But I will also say this. I watched the Toto Wolf um, half season in review video. I it was terrible. It. Is it Toto's terrible or the No, production? it's just like, you expect better. Like, this is Mercedes. You've got money. Like, but they're racing the team. questions were so dumb. So, like, but they're a racing why team. Why did Toto even allow this to happen? They're not a content machine. They're a racing team. Uh, shout out to Red Bull. They have a great content team. Red Bull is a great content. You have to give credit where credit is due. As much as we hate Red Bull as a racing team, their content team is on point. Exactly. But, I, they, but, they're, but they're a creative content team. Mercedes is just a factory. It produces great cars. Great race. I agree. Cars. I agree. I agree. I don't know why I expect anymore. Yeah, like, like you got to accept Remember your team last for year was Valtteri and yeah. Lewis. How awkward it was. No, you mean Valtteri and Toto. Toto, yeah, yeah. Valtteri and Toto. The thing is, you got to accept your team for what your team is. Your team is a great car maker. It yeah. produces championship results. Facts. So that's what they do. Red Bull is a little com- encompassing of everything. Um, last note for you before we sign off is who has the funniest kind of post heading into the second half of the break? Who do we expect to talk about next? You got to give me an over or under. What do you mean? Like, does Yuki post something stupid? Does Lewis post like, 
the you know the typical Lewis no, selfie. Like, like what, what, what are we that getting? Lewis is gonna do that's gonna surprise us. I think if anyone is posting, does Valtteri post another bum picture? No, Valtteri's been posting this usual Valtteri. Like everyone's been pretty on brand. Uh, but who gives who who gives us something a little spicy? Oh, can we talk about how corny album was? By the way, quickly. Oh my god, with his weird uh, trying to uh, mimic the Oscar me, Piastri trying to thing. Meme Piastri. That was really bad, by the way, Albon. I'm not mad at you for trying it, but you got to be better. I'm gonna go with Carlos Sainz. You think he's come coming out of the woodworks? He always he he seems like that type of guy. Oh, we're getting a Pierre Gasly like wild party post. Everyone doing this weird uh, motorized surfboarding stuff as well. We're getting a Pierre thing. I promise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Lewis doing it, wasn't he? Yeah, and now Carlos is doing it too. Wow, I mean that's cool. All right, guys, that's pretty much it from us. We'll be back next week, and we'll have Morgan on the pod for sure. And then, as promised, you will get a Bernie Ecclestone pod sometime before summer break is over. And we will do an Aston Martin dive in because those are two things we've promised. And you'll see Morgan soon. So tap in, follow us, and we will see you guys very, very shortly. Peace. Peace.